Welcome back to the grim darkness of the 41st millennium. I am Inquisitor Caveat Ventus, Keeper of the Inquisition's Black Library, and this is my report on the Valentine Heresy, an actual play podcast set in the Genesis adaptation of Warhammer 40,000's Dark Heresy RPG. This report features Game Master Tom McGee, Ryan LaPlante as Inquisitor Lucius Valentine, Laura Elizabeth as Marnie Schwarzenberger, and Tyler Hewitt as Atticus face. My report shows that the inquisitorial band had fled the safety of Marnie's camp. Marnie suggested a route of egress, Atticus established his tactical acumen, and Valentine declared his new companions inquisitorial agents. Will they survive their escape to the woods and successfully steal an orc transport? Find out in this episode of the Valentine Heresy. From the Xenos Dissection Files, titled on the topic of knobs. So the interesting thing about orcish weaponry is their uh, propensity for taking the biggest, scariest, deadliest weapons they have and just grafting them onto their bodies. It seems quite crude and yet quite effective. We still cannot quite tell how their machinery works, and yet the things that normally would take an entire suit of power armor to run they simply stitch into their arms. It is truly fascinating, if somewhat primitive. Nevertheless, I am recommending that the Adeptus Mechanicus take a close look at how this technology works. It could perhaps be quite useful. But of course, heretical. But useful. You're in the caverns, uh, deep underground, where, uh, Marnie, you've been living for, for quite some time, and you're on your way out, finally. Um, it's finally time to bring uh, the, the vengeance of uh, your your unit uh, to the fight, and also to be empowered by such a, a high lofty mission as uh, helping an Imperial Inquisitor is is most excellent. Um, and I think as as you hear the knobs racing kind of up the cavern uh, behind you, um, you're met with kind of a strange, uh, almost nostalgic moment because i think you'd spent a lot of time imagining and considering your death and what that would look like and that that glorious last stand and how great that would be um and it's against these very orcs uh who are now racing to kill you but unfortunately now you actually have to win uh because you have better things to do <laughs> so it's, it's one of those weird situations where it's like you get exactly what you wanted but like a year too late and you're like oh well <laughs> This would have yeah, been ideal. Better like, things to do than die. Yeah. <laughs> uh, shoot. Yeah, like some kind of 0070 type. You have no time to die. Um, presumably coming soon to a streaming service near you. Um, so, uh, you. that said, uh, you spent a lot of time thinking about what this fight would look like. Um, how do you imagine um, Marnie thought this final fight with the knobs would go uh, back when she was just kind of living around a campfire, living the dream? <laughs> Um, I think there was like, I think what she always envisioned was that she would do like some incredibly like heroic act, like, like a, a big, like last stand that would like take out all of her enemies and probably herself, mm -hmm. but then miraculously maybe because, um, uh, uh, of her uh, loyalty to uh, his holy whatever god emperor 
she didn't say whatever. I'm just like, fuck, what do you call him? <laughs> she would be like, he would probably intervene and like she would be saved. <laughs> oh, okay. So, so the plan was, wow. Okay, that's great. That adds a, an interesting layer to this. So the plan was like, I'll hold out as long as I can. Like you're basically like those people who, when there's mass evacuations who are like, no, 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 I'm going to hang out on my roof. God's got this. And you're like, <laughs> boat. And they're like, nah. a little, a little bit, but also like, um, throwing shit at the hurricane being like, yeah, I'm going to fucking destroy you. <laughs> right. Just like firing bullets into the, hur- into a tornado yeah. being like, fuck you tornado. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, okay. Amazing. Um, well, let's, let's see. Maybe the emperor sent, valentine uh to to sort this out it does look likely at this point um so um given that the three of you don't know each other that well um and you've just kind of started out as as an adventuring party together i think with uh a squad of knobs uh charging kind of up out of the caverns at you uh if you'll recall uh you'd almost escaped up into the forest um on your way to uh forward operating base c um in search of the doctor uh Calesti Aris. Um, to, you know, put the the inside bits that are currently on the outside back on the inside. Um, however, uh, before you could reach the surface, um, you heard a bunch of Marnie's old traps go off. I mean, the knobs are, are closing in. Um, so while you could likely scrabble kind of uh, up through the, the crevice into the forest at this point, um, A, you would likely be caught mid-scrabble. B... Perhaps the worst case scenario you can conceive of is getting up and out where you were planning on like hijacking a truck uh, or like causing some chaos with a bunch of people who will just be yelling shit behind you um, to alert every possible orc uh, to your location. So it seemed like one way or another, you got to solve uh, the knob problem right now. Now, the good news is the um, knoblem, if you will, the knoblem. Oh, fuck. It was right there. It was right there. And I just left it on the ground. <laughs> Oh man, this is gonna, my therapist is going to hear about this next week. Um, um, Marnie, for you, this is a pretty golden opportunity because, like, killing killing orcs is is your business, uh, and you're good at it. Um, Atticus, uh, given your kind of um, stance on on duty and kind of um, on efficiency. Um, what are what are you thinking? Because basically, I think what I want to set up is that the three of you wouldn't have had time to plan what your response to these orcs charging would be. So I feel like every all three of you are basically going to do the best thing your character would know how to do in the hopes that what the other characters are doing is similar, with the exception of, I assume, Valentine, who I'm sure will yell things at you. But um, Atticus, what do you think uh, your response to this, this would be? Uh, hold the line. Um... He knows that his Inquisitor is is wounded and injured. It's the whole reason we're trying to get uh, FOB Charlie. Um, so I think he would deploy his uh, his riot shield, his uh, suppression shield, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and Mission Impossible cock his arm, <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, and and he, he would say, uh, um, "Get to cover, sir. I'll hold him right here." Valentine. Thanks for the work, friend. Uh, <laughs> like he would just Valentine's agreeing as he activates his like you know refractor shield that pops up and like what's around Tom? Is there a stalactite you can get behind? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, to set the scene, we're basically in the caves from Goldeneye. Um, so think uh, you're kind of up um, up a natural kind of rampway 
um, towards that's likely admittedly been smoothed down a bit by by people coming and going, both uh, Schwarzenberger as well as Orcs. Um, uh, behind you, there's like a, one of those like really kind of jagged um, cracks uh, that will you can feel fresh air coming through. Um, you've got that like beautiful sort of highland mist drifting down um, mm. through the crack, um, bringing with it uh, the smells of the forest. Um, you can see that it's pretty close, but it's one of those things that like, it's not like a video game where you're like, oh, I'll just push the button to like wedge between these two things. And I just come out the other side in a couple seconds. It's one of those awful like things that um, like cave divers do a lot, which scares the shit out of me, which is like, oh yeah, you basically just need to like take off your, your oxygen tank and like drag it behind you as you contort yourself around spiky bits. It's possible for all three of you, even with your armor, but it's, it's slow going and Bad. No. You don't want you basically you don't want to get Winnie the Pooh, you know, just get like halfway in and then just pummeled by orcs. Um, <laughs> so the rampway leads down to um sort of a large flat expanse um with yeah, stalactites, stalagmites, the whole the whole deal. Um, we'll say from where you're standing looking down, um, off to the left, uh, there is a sheer drop um that kind of leads deeper into the caves. Uh, it's un unclimbable um, without tools, um, so there is kind of some options there. Um, the orcs are coming up from sort of far ahead of you, so I guess we'll say we'll just use the crack as north. So from the south, um, back the way you came from uh, Marnie's camp. Um, so they'll be rounding the corner soon. You do have a couple minutes to prepare, but basically in terms of cover, yes, uh, you can get partial cover from um, rock formations. Absolutely, there's the area down low. Uh, there's the ramp and there's there's the crevice and then the drop. All right, so we are up high. They've got to run up a ramp towards us to get to us. So they that run around correct. a corner and they're at it. Okay. Yeah. So if if we're thinking about this as uh, if we're talking about this as a straight line, um, they are coming from one side. You're basically at the end of the line. So they they have to come up the same path you guys already did. Uh, where Marty's traps, unfortunately, have all been, as, as I believe we determined uh, from the rolls, have been sort of used up. Yeah. Um, but it does mean, like, they're, it's not so tight a gap that you could just, like, block it and make a choke point. But it is far enough away um, that it's not, like, we'll say it's, like, two range bands away. So it's not, this isn't a small space. It's it's a mm. big, you can have a fight in its space. <laughs> Great. Uh, does anyone have any grenades or anything explosive on them? Uh, yes, sir. I've got a red grenade right here. Little, well, little something from home. Suitably toxic. Uh, do you have anything particularly nasty we could bring out here, if you don't mind me asking? Marnie? I have a uh, plasma gun. I don't... I've, I'm not going to keep track of this accent i'm so sorry <laughs> i regret it already you know arnold schwarzenegger also can't keep track of his accent so like, it's fine just lean it changes scene to scene you just have to embrace it it's do, do you not have it. uh do you not have one of the phrases to get you into it you can't say like it's not the puma i've got like chopper try good day mate that's chopper. what i use in one of the other shows. it was are you an orc that was your phrase it doesn't make sense but this is bullshit okay we're, we're back <laughs> like i don't want to i don't want to twist your arm into doing it if you really don't want to but uh, it really I'm gonna wasn't. Ha I'm going to have to start like every single sentence. This is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, friends. So here's what I'm thinking. Atticus, if you want to hold where you stand here. Sorry, just guts on the outside. Uh, if you could just stand here with your shield up, that'd be great. Uh, hit them with the grenade once they get close enough. Marnie, if you could perhaps go over to, let's say, the right, uh, because there's this 
sheer drop on the left. Uh, I'll go further up so I don't get charged, and I'll shoot from there. Marnie, you shoot. Atticus, you hold them here. Marnie can countercharge. If necessary, I can come down and join the battle. Does that make sense to everyone? Perfect sense, sir. Stand here. Kill them all. Uh, well, I'd say they're probably in range the moment they come around the corner, so no need to hold back. You know, as soon as you see green, put a hole in it. Ah, uh, last thought. Uh, you probably experienced this yourself. God, guts really belong on the inside. But okay, just shoot the biggest one first. Whoever's in charge will always be the biggest one, and then the rest of them will be unsure about the hierarchy. So we can work our way down. Make sense? Yes, sir. I will shoot the big orc. All right, I'm going to take up position. Everyone get ready. Hold where you are for the emperor and such. Uh, and then he'll just go back to take up his position, hiding further up the ramp. At um, at Valentine's, like, very, like, hurried and somewhat casual for the emperor, Atticus, like, just bellows, for the emperor! It, like, doesn't go anywhere or anything, but <laughs> he just stands there and, like, I raises think, his fist. Echoes off like the cave walls. Yeah, I think like uh, Marnie can't really be bested. She's seen that like people are making like you know devotional statements. So I think she like she like kneels and very like seriously makes like the sign of the aquila. <laughs> like and just like it's very, it's very sincere. It's a far cry from like whatever. Don't touch my brother and I. <laughs> Tigers. <laughs> yeah. um, all right, you're both doing great. Combat time, though. Let's focus up. Kill for the emperor. Let's pray for him later. Um, so uh, I was just gonna say, killing is like praying twice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I am so glad I found you too. <laughs> uh, and uh, with that, um, the uh, the first flash of green uh, appears uh, around the the, the bend. Just around the river bend. Um, Laura, can you please roll me a perception? Yeah. Uh, perception is cunning. Okay. What is my difficulty? Right. That's the game we're playing. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say two. Um, okay. And I'm going to give you one setback. Um, which will make sense in a moment. Okie dokie. Uh, just make sure if I've got uh, any talents for perception. Uh, uh, yeah, Tom, no. I, the Inquisitor would probably still be using his uh, auspects. Could we throw a boost her way for that? Um, normally, yes. In this case, no. It'll make sense in a moment. But okay. sold. But thank you for bringing that up. Um, you're getting the classic, like, swarm of pings just getting yeah, closer and closer it's the too many dots coming yes, in off of yes, the edge yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly um laura uh i'm actually i'm sorry i'm gonna change up uh i was giving you perception but i think i misjudged what this should be okay I, uh what weapon are you using i'm i've got my plasma gun ready okay so i assume that's uh ranged heavy correct oh yeah great uh, let's use that skill. This isn't to fire. Well, it might be. We'll use that. Range that's heavy? The skill. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. I like that. Still at two difficulty, one setback? That's correct. Okay. I wish I could jack the stats to appropriately match the higher skill you have for this, but it is logistically just a two. Three successes, one advantage. 
Okay, excellent. Marnie uh, likes her ranged heavy. <laughs> um, so you're hearing like, um, and I, I think Marnie, you would certainly be versed in auspices. I don't think you would use one because uh, that would take a hand that's better used for shoosting and, yeah. and supporting I guns. Mean, I mean, technically I have one like built into my helmet, but I don't think it probably would work at this point. That's fair. Uh, yeah, okay. We'll say that you can get it on online easily. Regardless, um, yeah. you're getting like the pings and you, you can yeah, hear yeah, them yeah. from from his auspics. Uh, for the purposes of this check, we'll say you, you do the Luke Skywalker thing and you just like click them off on your helmet because you're just ready for for this. Also, shoot the big yeah. one is like your favorite sport. <laughs> um, and uh, you're psyching yourself up. You know, you're, you're going to pray twice for the emperor. This is pretty great. Um, and finally, uh, the glorious moment of battle arrives. Um, and you know, you, if we were watching this as a film, we would see your armor clad finger do that, like wrap around, uh, the trigger thing, um, yes. as you just get ready to fucking like melt whoever comes around the corner. Uh, that said, as soon as you get that flash of green and with your, the amount of successes you had, this, this will work. Um, you realize that your aim is off entirely. Um, which is strange for you, um, but the area you're aiming at has no green. The green is lower. Uh, and as you move your, your plasma gun down, you see not massive knobs, but a swarm of Gretchens, just little grots, just rushing in, screaming. Now, these guys are like if you put a goblin from like Dungeons & Dragons in the dryer, and they just shrank down a little bit. Like... <laughs> Like, think, like, if Dobby was green. Like, they're just these ropey little uh, motherfuckers. Uh, and some of them have pistols. And, some and like, when I say pistols, I really mean, like, fucking revolvers. Some of them have, like, little choppas. Um, but mm -hmm. perhaps uh, most concerningly, uh, a bunch of them seem to have fuses. Uh, and they are screaming um, as as they run towards you. You get the sense it's it's maybe a war cry, but also maybe terror. Um, either way, they're running directly at you, um, and there are a fuck ton of them. So given how well you rolled, um, you can roll to, to hit. Um, you're okay. also using a plasma weapon, so you can probably blow up a few of these guys. Um, but I would hope so. There are a lot. Um, <laughs> from, from the back, I think Valentine would just scream like, aim for the explosive ones! <laughs> I mean, honestly, when you're using a plasma cannon, everything's an explosive one. <laughs> Um, in terms of, uh, story points, um, you guys have had a bit of time to prepare and have been like using Marnie's traps and things to, to stay ahead. So I'm going to say three and one in your favor. Okay. Just to start things off. Um, excellent. Uh, there are approximately, um, 15 grots that you can see, um, possibly with more running up, uh, behind them. Uh, Marnie, what do you do? Um, uh, is there like, is there time for me to like call for instructions or is this like uh they're going to be honest? Uh, no, they, yeah, they're, they're, so the two range bands away. So you'll basically have like, they have to move uh, in one round. They'll be able to reach you because they're just running. They're not doing anything else, but mm -hmm. they are far enough away now. And because you guys like prepared for this and, and decided yeah. to like hunker down. Yes, you, you can call back. So I will I will call back and say, Inquisitor, we have an unexpected uh, uh, squad of 
uh, stupid. Aim for the explosive ones. I thought it was clear. <laughs> he just yells from the back. Because there are ones with fuses running at us. D- Fine. <laughs> and, I, and I shoot. Um, Laura, can I can I ask Marnie a question? Um, yeah. Do you think this is awesome? Or do you think this is... It's your famous catchphrase. Bullshit. There we go. Um, just want to encourage you to really lean into the this is bullshit. Um, great. Okay, so go ahead and fire. Um, they are... Uh, it's going to be a difficulty of three because they're far-ish away. Um, okay. That said, because you're firing a big blast weapon at little tiny guys who are running in a swarm, I'm going to give you a boost dice for nice. it actually being harder to miss than it is to hit. Okay. Um, given that you didn't discharge your weapon over their heads uh, on yeah. that first check. Um, if you would like to aim at uh, the ones with fuses uh, who are clearly explosive, um, I'm going to add a setback um, because... Okay. I think I have something for this. Oh, dope. Um, yeah, so many things to learn. Sorry. I, no, no, no. Like for me, <laughs> like as, as, as the GM, know, there's a bunch of things I don't know yet. So I'll just be like, cool. It's this. And it's like, and, actually I have robot eyes. Oh, and the okay. thing is, Oh God, this is just like so different from anything that I've played. So I have to like, uh, wait a minute. I thought Juniper had a plasma cannon and dum dums. She's been lying yeah, to me this whole time. Uh, she just keeps forgetting to use it. Um, it's <laughs> a series ending twist. I have a modified stock, so when I aim, I get the benefits of aiming twice. Ah, okay. So, so aiming it, is uh, a maneuver, um, but the good okay. news is, this is something we haven't used very much, um, but uh, maneuvers are basically your your moves. Um, so in D&D terms, moves. it'd be like, yeah, show me your moves. It'd be like, all right, mm-hmm. I'm, I, I move once, and then I do this. If you forego your move, you can do things like aim. So... Basically, just understand that it isn't like anytime I shoot, I naturally get aim, but you are standing stock still, so you can 100% take aim. Um, I will also tell you that uh, aim stacks. So if you choose not to shoot and aim twice, you would add two boost dice to whenever you want to fire. But in this case, so in this case, so I get to basically automatically aim twice. So I get two boost, one setback. On and, uh, Yes, and then you get the additional boost I gave you from um, it being a swarm with a, a big right. gun. Okay. Be like polar opposite if you had a sniper rifle, but with this, it's yeah. just like beep boop. All right, this looks pretty good. I think I'm ready to roll. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. I mean, with that amount of cockiness, I'm going to spend a story point. Oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> to drive one of those purple. Oh, wait, no, this is my maneuver, red. right? So I have to. Am I waiting? I'm no, aiming? no, no, no. So sorry. Uh, to be sorry. clear, uh, no, no, no. This is this is like these are weird nuances that we haven't yeah. hit very often. Um, so your maneuver is part of your turn. Oh, it's just yes, like yes, yes. normally a maneuver would be like I move or like I take cover or I do a gotcha. thing. You're using your maneuver to aim, which is great. Um, I'm just going to spend a story point to jack up the difficulty uh, because uh, it sounded like everything was coming up Millhouse, and I can't let that happen. Um, fuck, so, I got a fuck, man. Your right. your frustration with uh, with Valentine, um, uh. like not listening to your tactical data is, I mean, Inquisitors are cool, but like Hasserkin discipline is such that you ask your commander, your commander gives you a very specific instruction. Like the yelling is very distracting. Um, <laughs> cool. Okay, so I'm upgrading one of them, right? Yes. 
okay. uh, one of the purples to a red. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, now I can roll. Go ahead. Okay. Whew. Three successes and one threat. Okay, great. Um, so, uh, and what is the damage? I, I dread to ask this, but uh, what so is the damage? The damage is 12. And you had three successes? And I had three successes. I've got Pierce of five. Oh. Okay, and, that is uh, that is very relevant. And I've got, uh, oh, I didn't get a crit, so that doesn't matter. We'll leave that. We'll save that little thing for later. So 15 damage with five Pierce. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, were, were there 15 of them? There, there <laughs> were. Um, so, uh, the plasma blast, um, just like the superheated energy, uh, the coils heat up and it's just that, that classic, like, uh, Star Trek warp nacelle thing. It was just a pulse of energy through the coils. And, um, uh, you know, as, um, oh, I forget the name of the classical piece, uh, but it's very operatic and it always plays when things happen in slow motion. Um, there's just a, a grot running and he's, you know, he's got the bomb and he's like, hey, this may this not be the, chariot, my... the chariots of fire song. Uh, you know, let's go with that. I was thinking of like, oh, oh, oh. it's like very nice and melodic <laughs> as opposed to heroic. Uh, yeah. But for I the grot, sure. About. So the grot is just running. He's got chariots of th- fire going. And he's like, you know, this might not be my day, but maybe it is. Maybe this is the day that zigzag zork becomes the hero he always knew he could and then just like his skin turns uh to liquid and falls off um as he falls forward uh and uh behind him uh one of his fellow grots uh trips over it and he's like hey i was running to a different and then the bomb goes off um and there's a chain reaction of exploding grots um just (laughs) spraying um blood and tiny broken dreams uh, across the walls of the cavern. Um, And uh, you hear like thudding footsteps um, behind them. And uh, suddenly um, a, uh, an orc slave driver comes around the corner wearing like a leather, a red leather hood with like a, um, he's got like a long uh, like double prod. um, It's almost like a tuning fork um, and a whip. He's like, you lot better have blown all them up or Gork's balls. What the fuck happened here? Greetings, fellow servants of the Emperor. It is I, Inquisitor Lucius Valentine, and I am here to call you to step forward and serve the Emperor as part of his immortal and blessed host. It's a great day for you to join a Patreon. That's right. Patreon.com slash dumdumdice is the perfect place for you to fund our little forays into saving, let's just say, the Golden Throne and all of humanity. Now, I know the thing that you're wondering is, what's in it for me? Because, and I mean this as pleasantly as possible, you're absolute heretical scum. What I'm hoping for all of you is that you can redeem yourselves by receiving ad-free feeds where you are no longer plagued by random temptation, but instead can focus your attention purely on the Emperor. You can gain this ad-free feed for only $5 a month and receive other feeds as well to other alternate realities. If you go to patreon.com slash dumdumdice, it's for the Emperor and we'll save your souls. Emperor. 
which brings us to uh, the top of the round. So um, in terms of initiative order, um, I need, please, uh, the... I think we're going to go with discipline uh, from everyone because you planned for this. You're not being caught off guard. This was like... And is this with no challenge, Tom? Uh, this is just a pure uh, pure check so that um, we can figure out what, what the cool. order is. Willpower. That's two success and four advantage for Valentine. That's exactly the same for Atticus. Okay. Uh, I've got two successes, one advantage, and one triumph. Well, you went first, so that uh, that makes sense. This all tracks. Um, okay, so that's great. So Marnie will be top of the round then. Um, so that was Marnie's run. Um, Valentine and uh, Vis, given that you're both... Atkins, given that you've basically decided like your job is to like guard Valentine, I feel like rather than having you guys like roll off or determine it, there's something to the idea of just like, Nope, I'm the I'm the wall. I get that. I um, I would agree with that as well. Valentine's injured and he's further up the ramp from yep. Atticus, so I think it makes sense for him to Agreed. be third. Um, so uh, Atticus, um, there is a massive explosion as all the grots erupt, uh, and uh, an orc slave driver runs around the corner, uh, and it's just completely astounded that his brilliant strategy of run the squishy squishy grots at at the big scary people didn't work. What do you yeah. do? Uh, what's his range from me? Is he long, medium, short? Uh, he is at medium range. Okay. So then I'll take out my hand cannon and I'll fire, fire at him. Okay. Um, so your medium range, so that'll be difficulty of three. Um, okay. you have four story points available to you. I have none. Um, I'm going to give you, um, one boost for having the high ground. Um, okay. and, He's also just standing there in shock, uh, looking around. Is he wearing um, armor? Um, it's uh, it looks like very kind of light-ish armor, but no, he's not like you know knobbed up. He's he's literally just like wearing kind of the standard orc apparel, which is often like um, like a boiled leather jerkin with some like metal plates on it. But um, yeah, he's not he's not heavily armored. If that makes sense. Okay. Okay. Do you what need it for a, a skill? Uh, yeah, for me to decide something, but uh, I don't think it applies, so that's okay. Uh, to be clear, he does have soak, but it's low. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. And he has uh, a defense of one, which means, uh, sorry, I had one setback for his okay. boiled armor. Okay. It's very impressive. Then I <laughs> it took him so I many think. grots to make it. <laughs> I don't think Pierce helps me in the chance to hit uh, thing. Uh, Pierce ignores soak later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so it's, it's on right the two wound. Let's see if I hit anything. Now one advantage. That's it. It all washed out to one advantage. Okay. So with your one advantage, um, what would you like to do? Um. You can give boost to Valentine. Uh, yeah, he's next, so I'll, next. I'll I'll do that. Yeah, I'll yep. I'll treat it narratively as like um, obviously like my intention is to hit, but uh, I I think it'll almost be like a, a warning shot to maybe um, make the guy uh, like kind of like rear back a little bit or like falter in uh, in avoiding the shot. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. So he like um, the the shot goes wide, hits the ground in front of him. He stumbles back. 
uh, but it means he's kind of flat-footed and, and back on his heels yeah. uh, and a, a much more inviting target uh, for Valentine. Uh, do you say anything to Valentine? Uh, nope. Nope. I'm, I'm working. Right. <laughs> yeah. Dig it. Valentine. Uh, Valentine, who's in position with his bolt pistol raised in one hand and his chain sword in the other, activates his micro bead and says, sorry about the alley, forgot I had these, used to working with non-professionals. You're both doing great work on the Emperor's behalf today. Uh, and then he just pulls the trigger and tries to blow away uh, the slaver. So let's see what happens. Tom, what's my difficulty? He said... Are you using a pistol? I am. Yes, I am. Yeah, so three. Great. You get one uh, one advantage from, uh, again, being like in position, aiming. You can use your maneuver to add a boost. Sorry, Tyler, I forgot to mention that. Um, you have and one boost I've got one from Tyler. Over. Yeah. yeah, so the hold carries over from his advantage. Um, uh, Ryan, I'm going to give you one setback um, for the sort of continued amount of pain you're in. Um, okay. You got patched up a little bit, but given that you still haven't got proper medical and it's like from the, the airplane crash and climbing and running, uh, I just want to make sure we're actively tracking yeah, how yeah. much this wears on, on Valentine. Interestingly enough, though, Valentine has a tempered will, which allows me to remove one setback die inflicted by critical injuries, the yeah. disoriented condition or fear. So right. he's just... Stone cold, hard as hell. Yeah. It's, it's the John McClane effect, as one could refer to it. All right, let's see what one happens. One will. <laughs> that is one success and two advantage. One success and two advantage. Okay, what is the damage on your weapon? Also, does that activate a crit for you? Uh, oh, it does, actually. Goddamn, bolt pistols are nasty. All right, yeah, <laughs> so I will activate the crit, so... Get my roll of critical injuries up. Yeah, so I do 11 damage, including the success. Okay. Do you uh, have pierce or anything of that? I have ilk? pierce two. Okay. Uh, and it's also vicious two, meaning add 20 to your die roll on the critical injury chart. <sighs> oh, baby. Awesome. And I'm sorry, God, Ryan, what, what, was, what was the damage? 11. 11. And it was pierce two? Pierce two. Great. All right. So, um, okay. Um, so go ahead and roll. Do you have a, do you have D, uh, D 100 kicking around there, sir? I can in a moment. Internet. Now I do. Dive. All right. Let's see what happens. <laughs> so D 100. Yep. Okay. I rolled a 72, which jumps to a 92. <laughs> uh, amazing. Um, so, uh, he takes um, a uh, an effect called At the Brink. Um, target suffers two strain each time they perform an action until his injury is healed. <laughs> Good times. Um, so um, you blow a hole um, in uh, in the side of his uh, like guts. Um, so he's still up, but it is it's one of those like. Uh, it's usually like, uh, you know, like the second last henchman before a boss in a movie where he's still like staggering forward. Um, but there you can see through him like he is <laughs> he is right proper fucked up um, and is looking like um, like his eyes are like uh, defocusing. Um, he's kind of 
looking around a little a little vexed um which brings us to uh to his turn um walking forward uh to the platoon theme he looks uh at all of his dead grots <laughs> and he considers you know his lot in life and the fact that of all the jobs an orc boy could do he decided to do the most reprehensible one and go into the grot slavery business it's really not that cool and he realizes, looking around, like, he could have been an artist. Look how beautiful all this grot blood on the walls is. He could have done something like this without blood, with paint maybe. But instead, he chose to be an asshole. And as he takes his step forward, staggering towards you with his, like, prodding cane up, uh, he realizes that he'll never have a chance to do that as he takes two damage from stepping forward, which was all he had left. <laughs> so he staggers forward one step. And then just falls, just full on like tree falling over timber uh, to the ground, uh, dead. It was a great turn for him. He really should have had that critical injury solved. Um, <laughs> at uh, at which point uh, the uh, the knobs arrive. Um, so top of the round, um, Marnie knobs mm. begin to um, pour through the gap. Um, you think you hear one of them be like, ah, never trust a slaver. They're such shitty people. This is, uh, we should have known. Um, so these are, these are like, uh, you remember that, um, Michael Bay movie, uh, pain and gain. There was just like Marky Mark and was it the rock? And the they rock both just got like really roided up. Yeah. And yeah. Captain uh, Falcon. Yeah. Yeah. The knobs all look like that. Uh, but if they also had like metal jaws and like, you know, can opener arms, um, and like giant guns, uh, they all carry um, little war banners um, with trophies. Um, Marnie, you notice a couple helmets uh, from your unit uh, on uh, on the lead boys. Um, and <laughs> that's, uh, that's the only sound you hear from her. Fair enough. Uh, and they begin to charge. So, unlike uh, the Grotz and the Slaver, this is all kind of happening concurrently. So it's like. The first wave was meant to kind of explode against you, Slaver. These guys are rushing in right after. So they're already um, coming in at short distance. Uh, and uh, they're going to open fire with what weapons they have. Uh, Marnie, what's your defense, if you have one? Um, my defense is two. Okay. That is a, that is a goodly defense. I'm, oh, are we behind cover? Uh, you are at. not. You are standing no, I'm not. very much. I'm out pretty in the much open. just like, Bleh! yeah. Yep. Although, uh, Valentine, I told her to go to cover and to leave Atticus with the shield as the obvious target. Okay. So uh, then, uh, yes. No, I I'll am behind you, cover. <laughs> I'll give you uh, partial cover. You're just a little okay. too big for cover to really be that effective, but it is. That's fine. Um, I gain an additional range defense when making use of cover. Damn. All right. Very good. Very, very good. Called Stalwart Defender. She was born in these caves. I was born in the caves. Um, <laughs> I was okay. born in the caves. <laughs> so stupid. Uh, you merely uh, walked inside them. <laughs> That's pretty good. Um, all right. Uh, and then I've got, oh man, I've I've rarely seen this many setback dice. It's pretty fun. <laughs> um Okay, uh, and then we got ranged heavy. Pew, pew, pew. Okay. All right. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and roll with my uh, 
my uh, sluggas as they they run in because they're running. I don't think they can use like a couple of them have like big guns over their backs, but like it's very hard to run with a gun out in front of you. Um, <laughs> World's worst charge. Truly, <laughs> truly, truly. Um, okay. Oh, fuck. This is so bad. This is such a bad spread for me. I've got five setback dice. Let's see what happens. Uh, all right. Nets out uh, three successes, four threats. <laughs> Holy shit. Whoa. Fascinating. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, um, Laura, um, what is your soak? My soak is three. Three? Okay. I'm just going to confirm that. Uh, but, no, that makes sense. Soak is two, then plus one. Yeah, carapace should be three because we're all in yep. the same armor. <laughs> Uh, all right, so that is nine points of damage um, from their, their barrage. Um, however, four threats. Oh, baby. Um, as the uh, the bullets uh, begin to fly, I think we'll say part of the reason you get hit is you just determine, like, yes, yeah. these are the targets I wanted. So you kind of just step out a little more firmly, and, like you get hit a few times by stray bullets. Um, but you just kind of grit your teeth against it because this is where you want to be. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to give, um, two boosts to you and two boosts cool. to, um, uh, Atticus. Cool. And you, sorry, you said that was nine wounds, right? I did. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Back. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately they, they get some like mob bonuses, which is mm. kind of spooky. Um cool. Um <laughs> it's really funny. Part of their equipment is a pouch of teeth. Um, <laughs> oh, those are worth money. Get those. <laughs> uh great. Um, so top of the round, Marnie. Um well <laughs> it's funny. I was gonna switch my weapons because like as cool as a plasma gun is, it, it's actually kind of dangerous. Oh, no, fuck. I've had oh, Marines fuck. explode when I've rolled a one. I get you. I know. It's just like... Um, but she would be okay with going out in a blaze of glory. So while this is not smart tactically that Laura knows, I think Marnie would fire it again. Just seeing those helmets. I I, what? I was going to say, being charged by a massive mob of knobs, it's also tactically smart. <laughs> just shoot. I know. So I really hope it do this doesn't kill me. This episode of the Valentine Heresy features Ryan LaPlante, at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, as Inquisitor Lucius Valentine. Tyler Hewitt, at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, as Atticus Vase. Laura Hamstra, at EL Hamstring on Twitter, as Marnie Schwarzenberger. And our Game Master, Tom McGee, at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and the Valentine Heresy's artwork was created by Del Borovic at delborovic.com, D-E-L-B-O-R-O-V-I-C. Our theme song is The Hordes by Megan McDuffie, and our ads use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R, available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. 
We have merchandise available at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice. And most importantly, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. Ave Imperator, a death to all the heretics. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, Long Long, The Half-Blind Prophet, James Quayar, Charles Grams, Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, One True Artistry, Orion Birchfield, Lord Abradovic, Noel Lewis, Scott Garland, Anthony Griffin, Chet Awesome Laser, Jordan Neesmith, Benjamin V, Gavin and Abby McDonald, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Check out this place. You'd love to retire here? What is this? Oh God, what have you done? Ah! Spaceships. Season two. Out now on podcast platforms across the galaxy.